I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into our first free agent frenzy episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. Then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at The Who Dat Dis. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page at The Who Dat Discussion as well. And this is really the start of free agency. Today was the final day teams can put the franchise tag on certain players. And the Saints came out of nowhere to tag Marcus Williams. And I think we just may jump right into it because... That's just how important this news is because like earlier in the day, it seemed like the Saints weren't going to make any franchise tag moves. It seems like they were going to try to make moves to get under the cap, but nothing to do with like franchise tagging just because it seemed like it was going to be a big cap hit and the team wouldn't, you know, put that on themselves because they're trying to get under. But hey, they did and they franchise tagged Marcus Williams, the safety. And um, I'm happy about this, that the Saints keep Marcus Williams, really happy about it because I really felt like the Saints needed to keep Marcus Williams and really just keep this entire secondary together. We had a whole episode on it, just how I really wanted to keep this secondary together. I thought that they were the best secondary of the Sean Payton era and they deserve to stay together for another year, especially with the secondary when continuity is really important. Bring a group that played really, really well in 2020 you bring it back the same group in 2021 and, you know, you could definitely hope for, you know, another year of success. And I really think that's going to be the case with the secondary. And to me, Marcus Williams, I mean, he's definitely a key cog in that. I think really, you know, you look at maybe Lattimore, but then really everyone, I mean, that whole secondary, I mean, everyone brings their own different like skill sets, which is why I love it so much. So, I mean, that is obviously really important, but you look at what Williams does for you and he's your, for your ranging free safety that has really good ball skills, knows the coverages, all that stuff, knows the communication stuff. So he's really the type of player that is really growing into his own as well. I mean, he's just a really, really good player. And to me, I really thought, I said it in the tweet, I really thought he turned the corner last year, and now he's going to really grow to be one of those top free safeties in the league every single season. And that's why I really wanted the Saints to keep him, because I really believe that he was growing into just a really polished player. And you even saw the tackling get a lot better in 2020. It was really great. I mean, you saw really after the Minnesota Miracle took a dip and it got better and better and better. And this season, it really was very, very solid, especially after like the first few games. I know he didn't start the season off well, but then you saw him really get into his own and he played amazing. I mean, that game against the Chiefs, against Patrick Mahomes, he had an awesome game. I mean, he picked off Brady a few times in the season, and look, with Brady coming back, obviously, for this season, Saints are going to need players like that, so that's obviously really big. I mean, you look at what he was able to do in these four years with the Saints, and I mean, no Pro Bowls or anything, but he's kind of the unsung hero of the back end, I mean, because 
really, you shouldn't be talking about a free safety a lot unless he's getting interceptions or he's, you know, missing coverages and big plays are happening. So, I mean, to me, I really thought he had a solid season. I mean, he had 59 tackles, which is solid. Seven pass defenses, which is solid. He was able to get three interceptions, which was nice to see. And 13 uh, interceptions overall over the four years. That's a solid interception count for your safety. So that was really good, that free-ranging safety. I mean, his PFF grades are just off the charts really good. I mean, when you're looking at it, his grades, I mean, his lowest grade was in 2018, I believe, when he was 71.1. That's still pretty solid. But you look at, like, there are a few 88s in there, 88 pluses. This year was 78.6, which had a lot to do with that, you know, tough start that he had. But you saw him later in that season, you know, late this season, really played extremely well. And he grew into the player that a lot of Saints fans were like, oh, we shouldn't keep him, to we need to keep him. That's really what he what he did at the, those last like 10 games of the season, really that Chicago game and all. I mean, you, you look since then, that whole secondary was just lights out since then. And to me, it played really well. And they played really good in the playoffs too, which is why I really want to bring the group back. It wasn't like they were just playing bad teams. They played a lot of good quarterbacks and they were shut down. Like a lot of people were bringing up with the, with the Seahawks, how they're their defense miraculously got better in the second half because they played a lot of bad quarterbacks. That wasn't the case with the Saints. They played a lot of solid QBs, and, you know, you're looking from Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady. Um, They played Kirk Cousins late in the season. They played Matt Ryan twice. I mean, you're just looking through. They definitely played some solid QBs, and they played well, and they played a division with a lot of good QBs. So, again, I feel like getting that secondary is just so, so important, and the Saints tag Marcus Williams for now if I had to put my money on it, I think he gets extended before the season, but the Saints knew how important Marcus Williams was, so they wanted to solidify him as a Saint, and then the pressure to extend him like very, very soon, and you have to battle with other teams, you don't have that, now you know, you'll be the only one trying to negotiate with him, and you know he deserves to get a nice payday, and I think he will, just because usually when the Saints tag guys, they usually get paid, and they usually get their extension, and I really think Marcus Williams is going to get that, and he's going to get, like, the market value. It's not like the Saints are doing this to, like, you know, jip him. I really don't think that's the case. I really think they're coming in here to, um, you know, they're going to give him a nice long contract, and it's just this was, in, you know, ensuring that he was a Saint, and they wouldn't have to battle with other teams, and now they get to tag him, and now they'll get time to kind of work out a long-term deal, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's before the league year. I mean, I really wouldn't wouldn't be too surprised. They have about a week to do that before the new league year just to lower his cap it. Because it's like the cap hit right now with the franchise tag would be ten and a half million, which or around ten and a half million, which is which is high. I mean, especially with the situation the Saints are in right now, it's definitely high. So I bet the Saints will try to get the extension done really in the next week. And if they can't, maybe it will then go a little longer. But I feel like the Saints will definitely try to get it done now so they can lower the cap hit so they have more money to spend in free agency. But uh, this was, I mean, to me, a really good move. You solidify to me your your best free agent. And, you know, maybe your most important between him and James Winston, those are probably most important. And the Saints get this one done early here on March 9th before free agency even starts with the franchise tag. But definitely a surprise move. Not a lot of people thought it was going to happen. I mean, you saw Diana Rossini, the ESPN reporter, she said earlier today that it wasn't expected that the Saints would franchise tag anybody. Obviously, they're still trying to get under the cap and stuff like that, but no franchise tag. And then you saw later in the day, the surprise came out that the Saints did uh, tag Marcus Williams. So again, that is um, definitely very interesting that they did that. Who knows? Like maybe they just had a 180. Like maybe they they thought they had a deal in place with him, and then it was like no. So who knows what the situation was there? But again, I do think it's definitely very very interesting when looking at Williams and how the Saints were able to retain him. That's huge. That is just so so huge that the Saints 
really, to me, retain their best free agent. So, again, that's that to me is really big. Probably the free agent that's going to cost the most when looking at AAV. Maybe it would be Jameis Winston, but between him and Winston, those are your top two, so you're able to retain him as well. So, to me, that is really uh, interesting that the Saints did this. I'm surprised by the move. I really didn't think they'd shelve out 10.5 million cap hit. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Like they won't keep that cap hit because um, they'll want to, you know, try to extend them before the new league year starts. But we'll have to see on that. It will definitely be very interesting to see how that all works out. But I'm definitely surprised by this. I really thought he was going to hit the open market. But the Saints have been saying all along that, you know, their biggest priorities were Marcus Williams and Jameis Winston, and they get probably their most important um, priority right out of the way early. So. Again, by that, you know, lens, it's a good move. And, you know, when, when you can get a safety, I mean, this is, to me, I think he'll get paid more AAV. So when you can give someone a player, you know, a player of his stature, maybe for the franchise tag, just because the, the the cap, you know, is lower, that means the franchise tags will be lower. And I think that's kind of what happened with this. So, like, the Saints were in a position to franchise tag Williams because of the cap's going to be lower. So that means the franchise tag is lower. So that's, to me, what kind of happened there. But still, I mean, I think this opens the door for an extension and obviously opens the door for him to be back on the roster in 2021. So to me, that's really, really huge for the Saints. And to me, that's really big when now looking at their free agency. Check mark Marcus Williams. You got him in there. And that is definitely really, really huge. Before we get into, like, the salary cap and all of that stuff, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about kind of a little of the scene's strategy and how Marcus Williams' franchise tag affected that. But first, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we're going to continue our conversation about safety Marcus Williams being franchise tagged here by the Saints, and again, I feel like, as I said before, it's a really solid move. The Saints get to keep, really, to me, their most priciest free agent, and to me, that was one of their most important free agents between him and Jameis Winston, and I do think that was a really, really huge move. I mean, I really feel like Williams is coming into his own as one of the top free safeties in the league. Like, I really do believe that. And I know he's had his struggles in the past, and a lot of fans have been quick to get on him. Obviously, the Minnesota Miracle 2018 kind of had a down year, and then you saw the beginning of 2020 wasn't so great. But, you know, you see the highs, and like especially at the end of this year, I really felt like he grew. I, I really did. And 
you know, I think he's a player that definitely deserves the money, you know, and I think he's actually going to get more AAV in a extension with the Saints. And I really do think that he's going to get extended. And I'd be beyond surprised if he played this season on a $10.5 million cap hit of the franchise tag. Like, I'd just be surprised if that happened. I really just feel like Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, they wanted to make sure that they had their guy and that they didn't have to, you know, battle with any other teams to get him. And then now, like over the next week, they can kind of try to bang out a long-term deal as I really do think the Saints would like to do it before the start of the new league year. And that really does jump nicely into this salary cap situation with the Saints and kind of talking about it. As everybody, besides Saints fans and Saints analysts, have been like, the Saints are screwed with the cap. They're going to have to gut their whole roster. And, like, that just is not the case. And it's not happening. And, like, I remember, I think it was Jeremy Fowler who said, like, oh, the Saints really, um, or, you know, the, the priority, uh, their priority is Marcus Williams. And everyone in the comments, just because he obviously is a national reporter, so a lot of national football fans were in there. And they're like, there's no way the Saints can keep him. He's going to cost so much money. And here we are. The Saints kept him. And obviously that's going to make a lot of other fans unhappy. But I really feel like uh, the Saints definitely will be able to get under the cap. And to me, they were able to open up that 15 to $20 million in cap space. Now, obviously, this kind of puts a wrench into it because that would take up $10 million of your 15 to $20 million cap space. So that's why I really feel like a long-term deal is coming where they're going to, you know, uh, lower his $10.5 million cap hit this year, maybe something like $5 million, like Alvin Kamara's was this season, or it's in 2021, excuse me there. But I think that's what they're going to do. So they save more money. So really going towards 2021, you look at the cap hits and, uh, it, you know, you'll still be able to spend about $10 million in free agency here, especially cap, hit, cap hits wise. It doesn't mean like overall money. That just means 2021 money. So, I mean, I think that's what the Saints will end up doing, but I really feel like when you look at the salary cap and if the Saints only have around $10 million to spend, and th- that really shows you that they're not gutting their team. And they don't have to gut their team. Like, literally, they, they can bring back a very similar team to what they had last year. And obviously, the, the main difference would be at quarterback with Breeze and Winston, you know, that switch. But they can do that, and they can be competitive again, very competitive, and contenders for the NFC South and all that stuff. And still be under the salary cap, they'll be cap compliant, and they'll be you know looking forward t- towards the future in 2022. If the salary cap jumps up like everyone's expecting, it seems like it won't be that big big of a deal, and the Saints will be able to really kind of foster this long term success that a lot of people have been talking about with this team. And to me, that would just show that Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton and Kai Harley. They're the cap gods. That's all I can say. I mean, Illuminomics. I, I would love to take a class in it. You know, I'm in college. I would love to take a class on Luminomics because this stuff is just amazing. What he's able to do to keep this team competitive long term is just so, so impressive. And I think he's going to do it, to be quite honest with you. And I think he's going to bring in pieces here for the Saints with that $10 million. I think he's going to re-sign a lot of their, like, I would say, you know, middle guys and the role players, the Justin Hardys of the world. I mean, you can just go down the list. They'll probably let the Trey Hendricksons of the world walk. And that's just kind of the case that the Saints are in. They'll probably let Jared Cook walk. But all those players, to me, are replaceable. And I think outside of tight ends, I really do think that, um, you know, they're already on the roster. I think tight ends partly there without him. Troutman, I would like to add someone else to go with him. But that goes into my next point about the salary cap. I would like to add role players around them. And you can do that with 10 million. You could add a Trey Burton type at tight end, maybe a re-sign to Josh Hill, you know, do both of those moves. As I said last episode, that would be great. And that's the only thing I would do with this offense here and look at the tight end group. I would try to sign two veteran free agents, but let's say that costs you like 5 million put together. 
here in, 20, in, in 2021 cap hit, and let's say you have other $5 million, you would probably want to go get a linebacker and see what the Saints can do there. Um, if you only had $10 million, maybe you only sign one of those tight ends and try to bring like a third tight end for very cheap in the draft or something like that. So maybe you sign one for like $3 million. And so you got the Troutman, veteran tight end, and then you go get a linebacker or you go get a pass rusher. To me, I would like to get a vet pass rusher like an Alex Okafor type. There are a lot of guys out there. I mean, I saw Adrian Claiborne got cut today, so maybe a player like him. A vet pass rusher to go with Carl Granison, to go with Marcus Davenport, to fill in with Trey Hendrickson. I do think that's really important. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe it'll be Jadavion Clowney or something like that. But Because who knows what his market's going to be after a down year in 2020. But, I mean, I, I do feel like the Saints will add a veteran pass rusher. And then they'll probably add a linebacker, probably a vet linebacker. But... I do think that right now with the Saints, I would love to keep Quan Alexander for less money. Maybe have him, you know, if you can negotiate a pay cut or a restructure or an extension, something like that. I would definitely love to do that with Quan. If not, I'd probably bring a veteran guy and try to draft a speed guy. And I know the Saints don't like to do that, but I mean, you just saw what the Bucks did. You see what the Saints did with Quan Alexander. You bring, like you have your, you know, your captain, your, your main middle linebacker or linebacker with Demario Davis or Levante David, and then you bring in a speed, speed guy. You bring in Devin White. You bring in Quan Alexander, and then they're just amazing together. I think the Saints need to do that, and maybe in the draft they get a guy like Zayvon Collins. A lot of people have been talking about him. Jabril Cox is another player out of LSU. Maybe you can bring those guys in out of the draft, and that's kind of how you solve this issue. But I feel like right now they'll probably try to patch it up with veterans. Maybe it's Quan Alexander. Maybe it's another guy. But that's kind of what I would like to do. Now your secondary is all set. You don't have to touch that. You restructure Janoris Jenkins. But besides that, you're good. And you're figuring between 15, you know, 10 to 15 million, you can really, you can fill three spots. And that's what I really feel like the Saints can do. You can get your Trey Burton type tight ends. You can get a guy like um, Alex Okafor as like a veteran pass rusher. And then you can either restructure Quan Alexander or maybe go sign another linebacker um, you know, or whoever you end up getting, that's a possibility to me as well. And that's just kind of where this this free agency situation is now with Marcus Williams and this uh, salary cap situation is. I do think that they'll eventually get a long-term deal. Hopefully it comes within the next week so the Saints can work around the cap now and, you know, maybe you can lower the cap to like $5 million this year and then obviously spread it out, backload it, do what the Saints do with their escalators and stuff like that. And then, you know, they do that. And then you have your... Um, you know, your long-term deal in place. And if you do that now, then you only have, you have more for now $5 million more to spend. And, you know, if you do it later, you'd have less. But again, I feel like a deal will get done where the Saints will give up less than the salary cap with Marcus Williams. But that's just what I think. I mean, I do really feel like this Saints team is going to be competitive in 2021. Really do believe that. And this move, I think, shows that they're still in the win-now move. They got one of their best young players, and now they're looking to lock them up. And the Saints now checked off one of their main priorities by franchise tagging Marcus Williams, guaranteeing that he's going to be under contract for at least one more year in New Orleans and hopefully for a really long time because I really love the progression he made last season. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. On Instagram, you can follow us at Houdat Discussion. And then on YouTube, you could also subscribe at the Houdat Discussion. Definitely uh, check out those videos. We've been posting the podcast now on YouTube as well with, you know, some visual effects, get to see me on camera, all of that fun stuff. And then you could also listen to the podcast, you know, the usual way through iTunes. 
um, Spotify, all that fun stuff. We are on there. And we're now entering free agent frenzy. Should definitely be really fun. We're going to do a podcast every day during the first week of free agency. And then our next episode is going to come out a little later this week. And we're going to preview free agency with a special guest, answer your guys' questions. It should definitely be really fun. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?